Hey, go-getters, let Noon Sport Hydration Tablets power up your fun and keep you ready to move. Simply drop, dissolve, and enjoy crisp and refreshing flavors like strawberry lemonade or lemon lime with five essential electrolytes and crafted with clean, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free ingredients. Noon should be your go-to hydration choice because when you're hydrated, you can do more, go further, and recover quicker. Shop now on NoonLife.com and get ready for endless fun because anything can happen after noon. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. CarPro USA doesn't do fake news because the CarPro USA guarantee is that you'll always get straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. From Jerry Reynolds to CarPro. Jerry had his own dealerships for years and was two-time chairman of the Ford National Dealer Council. His sidekick is Hall of Fame broadcaster Kevin McCarthy. Nice guy. Real pale, though. You can't see him if he stands next to a white wall. Anyway, welcome to CarPro USA. And we thank you for joining us here at CarPro USA. We're going to be here for a full hour to help you out if you are thinking about making a move in your transportation needs. Or, you know, if you just need an opinion on a car and boy, the last uh, last couple of hours, we had a lot of people who called and had their, their list narrowed down to two or three vehicles and I helped them choose which one. And I do that based on a lot of listener feedback, a lot of experience, a lot of driving cars. Holy cow, I drive a lot of cars every year. And, and, and I pay close attention to long-term reliability of a car. I don't want to ever recommend a car to you that's going to conk out on you at 150,000 miles, even though it can happen no matter what uh, from time to time. But I also know which cars give you the best chance if you want to go beyond that. If you want to go to 250, uh, which is which is a very achievable number with most cars today with just routine maintenance. But you got to be diligent about that routine maintenance. So that's the kind of things we do. My trusty sidekick, Kevin McCarthy, is with me again for this hour. And hello, sir. Hello again, and hello again, everyone. I'm sitting here trying to figure out where the Cadillac XT6 that you're going to be testing next week fits in in the Cadillac crossover. Well, you know the XT5, yeah, which is a five-passenger. No, don't get excited. There's no. <laughs> it's a coincidence. Oh, you know about the Escalade? Yes. This fits right in the middle. Oh, okay. It's a seven-passenger crossover SUV. Um, very nice rig. It looks like yes, I'll be I'll be having it next week for sure. Uh, this week I've had the Range Rover Discovery Sport. Biggest disappointment of my life. I hate it. Um, you know, it's fifty-three thousand dollars, and boy, you'd almost have to pay me the fifty-three thousand to make you to drive keep it. Really? It's just boy, it's just got. It just doesn't have enough power. Um, it's got a turbo lag that's driving me crazy. I can't wait to get rid of it. It's a decontented Range Rover, which which means they took out a lot of the stuff that you would expect to be standard equipment on a $53,000 compact SUV. 
it's got a third row seat that they charge you thirteen hundred dollars for that I swear my twenty pound schnauzer can't fit back there. <laughs> Gosh. I don't get it. I do not get this whole vehicle. I, I I sort of get what they're doing, which is something that all the manufacturers are doing, and I think it should be illegal because it's misleading as hell. What? Low base prices. Oh. They make you think you can afford a Range Rover or a Mercedes or uh, the list goes on. on. 29000 It's the sport Range Rover that I'm driving that's 53 has got a base price of 39 So no question. The point of it is when people go online and search and they say SUVs under $40,000, this one shows up on the list. And you go, Wow. It's a Range Rover. Yeah. Holy cow, for under forty grand? No. By the time you pay for the steering wheel, the seats, and everything else. Well, I mean, there's extra charge for everything. Paint. You know, it's got a it's got a panoramic moonroof, but guess what? Hmm. It doesn't move. Oh. It's a stationary piece of glass. It's got it doesn't have H D radio, which I'm a huge fan of. I never listen to AM radio. I listen to AM radio stations almost 100% of the time, but it's always the HD band because the quality and sound is so much better. It's oh, night ten and day. Times better. It's night and day. The signal isn't strong, but the sound is amazing. Uh, most it, 53 grand, and I wanted them this morning too. No heated seats. Ah, oh. you know, it, it just um, it, it. This will not be one of my. Stellar reviews. In fact, I put on our Facebook page, I finally found a Range Rover I didn't like. You know what? When you mentioned the heated seats, I remember after years of of driving with or without gloves for an ambient cabin temperature that felt good and my hands would be cold or with the gloves on and da-da-da-da-da, when they finally started making heated Earring wheels. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, man. And you got little bitty hands, too. Well, yeah, and they get cold easy. I bet they do. Yeah. You get thin, you got thin blood at your age. <laughs> let's go to, <laughs> let's go to Orange County, California. We're going to talk to Julie. Julie, what's up? Um, Good afternoon, or thereabouts. Uh, I have a <laughs> 2016 Colorado, and thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're probably um, welcome. Colorado that I absolutely hate. I've driven Nissans for most of my life, and I looked at getting rid of my Rogue because I camp, and then my gear was up to my neck in the back seat, and I did, had a six-cylinder pickup, and the gas was killing me, and so I went to a Rogue, and then I went, oh, i got to go camping with stuff not in my neck. So I went, everybody said, oh, the Colorado, all of the Colorado, but it's a gutless wonder. Gas mileage sucks. And did now it's 45,000 miles almost. Did you get the four-cylinder? No, it's a six. Huh. And uh, gas mileage, I get 14 in town and maybe 26 if I'm lucky on the freeway. That's rare because it's Southern California. Yes. So I want to go back to the Nissan, but they are so outpriced. They haven't changed their model since I owned the one in 2000. And I, you know... Would love to go back to it because it at least moves on the freeway. It gets me out of the stoplight faster than this thing does. 
what do I do? <laughs> well, I tell you, th- there have been, there hasn't been any drastic body style changes in the road since you had yours, but boy, they changed a lot of other stuff. I will tell you that. And I, I applaud Nissan on a regular basis for their safety systems that they make standard equipment on their vehicles that most you know in the compact suv arena most of them charge for that and it's automatic emergency braking lane keep assist those kind of things um and and if you're looking at the prices you know at the let's let's say you go to nissanusa.com and you look at prices base prices there what you don't see is the net price which is there's a lot of rebates on Nissans right now. One good thing mm-hmm. about if you can make a move now, this is Nissan's fiscal year end. March ends their fiscal year end. And they always want it to look good on paper. So they throw a lot of extra incentives out there. If you're going to do something, you're going to look and look at numbers. I want you to talk to Linda Weber at Tustin Nissan. She is an amazing lady. You will absolutely love her service. She will bend over backwards for you. And you'll find her, Julie, at carprousa.com under Certified Dealers. Click Los Angeles and send her an email. It starts from there. You can spend days looking for the right car or just minutes talking to the car pro at 1-800-926-7777. So here at CarPro USA, I've been getting complaints today. What? Well, I never get complaints. Especially about this, the classic car of the weekend that I put up that was... Oh, that's your area. Yeah, it's kind of a very unusual vehicle to be a classic car of the weekend. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. And, you know, it's in the news. It's going to be coming out electric. And a lot of people are going, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll try to do better next week. But if you'd like to see what we're talking about... Check out our Facebook page by clicking the Facebook logo at carprousa.com. And you're going to want to, while you're there at carprousa.com, subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't already. Uh, I had a really interesting article that I wrote this week about the differences between car dealers and car makers and the roles that each of us play. And after owning dealerships for so many years, I can tell you, I can promise you this, it's not what you think. It is not what you think. I pull the curtain wide open, let you in on a lot of things that go on inside a car dealership. People think selling cars is what car dealers do. You know what? That's that. That's the thing you spend the least amount of time on. It's, no kidding. Yes. It is all the other things that go along with it. employee issues, factory relations, meeting with the factory. You got to do that once a month. Managing Sometimes your parts. Three or four times a month. You got to meet with your lenders on a regular basis. The meetings go on and on and on. And boy, I tell you what, it can get real contentious between dealers and manufacturers real fast. And they will run over you if if you let them. Well, I know you don't like meetings in general. I don't. That's not I my thing. That's something we have in common, I think, with a lot of other people. Send me an email. I don't want to. I don't want to have a meeting. How did you handle being 
the national chairman of the Ford Auto Dealers Council. You just have to do it. I mean, there wasn't any way around it. Uh, It had to be done. I'd I'd go to Detroit, um, you know, once, oh, at least once a month. Uh, But then quarterly, we'd have meetings that lasted all week long. And you just sit there all day long and oh. and people presenting things to you oh. and, and and giving you these decks of paper. I often wondered how many trees the Ford Motor Company <laughs> killed <laughs> with these color decks that sometimes were 100 pages deep. And there was 20 of us. Uh, it was me and 19 members. I had a vice chairman, but me and 19 members. And we'd sit there all day long and just. Go through things. I mean, and and when we came up with an idea that we wanted to implement, we had to meet with 15 different people. Not all at once. 15 different times. Presentations to, and discussions. To why, and this, this, there were things that we suggested that just seemed like such a simple thing to do. And six months later, if we got lucky, it would get done. Unbelievable. Let's go to Doug in East Lake, Ohio. Hello, Doug. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Good, sir. What I can I do one. for you? Okay. Um, a question. Um, if you're leasing a vehicle and you're done with your lease and it's way under the miles and you want to buy it out, do they the dealers give you a discount on that? No. Who's buying the same vehicle on the lot? With the same amount of miles. No, the dealer's out of the loop. They have nothing to do with with the residual value at the end of a lease. That's set by the lease company, and it's set in stone. They will not, they will not negotiate that price. And and I know that sounds funny, but really, a lot of that's for your protection. Let's take your case. You didn't you didn't use all the miles that you bought. They would love to charge you more than what your contract calls for, but they can't. Same is true in reverse. Now, if you trade your leased car, that's a whole different story, um, and, and you can do that anywhere. But if you, you know, if you've got your own leased car and you want to buy it, I'm I'm fine with that as long as you're not overpaying. But let me make a suggestion to you, Doug. Do yourself a favor. I can tell by talking to you that this is probably your first lease. Go to CarProUSA.com. And up at the top right, there's a menu button. Click FAQ, Frequently Asked Question, at the very top of the page. Because these are ranked by who clicks, which one of my articles, there's 95 of them, which one of them gets the most clicks. The very first one up is End of Lease Options. I'll walk you through step-by-step, simple instructions on if you're at the end of your lease, do this, do this, do this. It's a lifesaver especially for a first-time lessee like you. So go there, take a look at that. It's, I had this article there before, but I went back a couple of years ago and really simplified it because people still weren't understanding. You can't miss with this one, I promise you. CarProUSA.com. Okay, so your automotive needs are very specific. So call CarProUSA now at 1-800-926-7777. We go to Taylor, Texas. I believe that is in the Austin area. And we're going to talk to Robert. Robert, what can I do for you? 
Hey, Jerry, you're absolutely correct. Taylor is in the Austin area. I thought so. Glad to talk. Yeah, glad to talk to you today. Listen, you too, buddy. My wife, my wife has a low mileage uh, Nissan Altima in 2015, and she's looking to upgrade to a 2020. And she's been looking at the Accord, the Camry, and also the Nissan. I just wanted to get your feedback, what you would feel is the best value for the buck in that car. Boy, I tell you, I'd have to go with Camry in this in this instance, just because Toyota's been so uh, aggressive with their incentives. Um, now, if she the, the Nissan has two, um, it, it's let me ask you a question: is, is this a common occurrence for her to trade every five years or so? It is. Okay, good. How many miles a year does she drive? Uh, well, it's a 2015, and she has 31,000 miles. Oh, you guys need to look at doing a three-year lease instead of doing what you're doing. Um, you really do. At that kind of miles, with the way her, she likes to trade, um, man, you, you guys really ought to look at that. And at my FAQ page under leasing, I've got a article I wrote that's sort of titled, Is Leasing Right for You?, you guys, you guys go through that. But I'm going to answer your question as if I didn't say what I just said. But you're the perfect okay. candidate. You're the perfect candidate for this. Uh, I, I'd go with the Camry uh, because of the value. Now, if she likes that Altima, I'd be fine if she went with another Altima or even the Maxima. I had the Maxima for review uh, just a few months ago, and boy, they made they turned that into a nice car. The, the thing about Nissan's, either Altima or Maxima, that I love is the seats. I find those seats in the front to be so comfortable. And, and in case you didn't know it, those were designed by uh, NASA, which I've always thought was sort of fascinating. Uh, but, but the Camry's going to be the most car for the money. Uh, the, the Accord is a great car. But at five years and 31,000 miles, we don't, we're not... We don't need to talk about reliability. They're all going to be great cars. It's going to be which one she likes the best, which one drives the best, which one's the most comfortable. I test drive all three because you can't make a mistake there from a pure value standpoint. I think it's got to be Camry. I've got good dealers for them all. The Car Pro knows all and shares all. Call Jerry Reynolds now at Car Pro USA 1 800 926 7777. And I want to thank our friends at O'Reilly Auto Parts for bringing you this hour of the CarPro USA radio show. They are your professional parts people. Their website is O'ReillyAuto.com. And yes, their name's got an apostrophe in it, but the website that you go to does not. O'ReillyAuto.com. And we've this is our third hour on the air today, and we've had some fun with this. But when you go to O'ReillyAuto.com, put in search for part number 121. G like George, 121 G like George, and see what pulls up. It's kind of fun. If you're driving and didn't catch that or couldn't write down 121 G, it's on the it's on our Facebook page. I put it there today. And our phone number is 800-926-7777. Mr. McCarthy, you want to go back to the phones, or do you have something on your mind? You kept I that just, sort of look. I just wanted to remind everybody that if they were interested in the new Chevy Silverado diesel or the new Lexus NX 300 F Sport or the new 
uh, Avalon XSE Hybrid. All those reviews are on the front page of carprousa.com now. Yes, and you you talked about the Silverado diesel. It's important to note it's a half-ton diesel. Right. Chevy diesel Silverado has been around forever, but the half-ton is brand new. Um, and, and boy, the gas mileage on that thing was just utterly amazing for a pickup truck. You were talking about it last week, uh, that in the first couple of days you were getting 33. Uh, it's rated at 33 on the highway. I was actually getting 35. Wow. In a full, in a, in a half ton truck with that'll tow 9,300 pounds. So this week I had the Land Rover Discovery Sport, uh, the least favorable Land Rover uh, review I will have ever written. That's a fact. Uh, next week, coming up, Cadillac XT6. Let's go to Houston, and we talk to Joe. Joe, welcome. What can I do for you? Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. I got you now. Yeah. Uh, I was wanting to discuss the Acura MDX and what other alternatives. All right. Uh, so we're looking for an SUV. We need a third row seat, correct? I don't really have to have it, but uh, it'd be nice in case you did. The only reason I bring it up, and I love the MDX, Joe. I do. I, I'm a. I, I just love Acura because you get that Honda quality that we've all come to know over the years. But yet, Acura takes the interior to another level uh, of luxury, and I love the electronics in those things. Problem with the MDX, and the reason I ask you that question about the third row seat, it is very tight back there. It would yeah. not be a place to put two adults. It'd be a great place for two little children. Uh, okay. But but adults, they're going to be they're going to be miserable back there. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of good three row SUVs that along those same lines, about that same size. Uh, that do have roomy third row seats. There's a lot of different ways to configure, and the length of an SUV has a lot to do with it, of course. But I love the Buick Enclave. It has been a great SUV for 12 years in a row. Really nice third row seat. My favorite thing about it is even with the third row seat up, there's still cargo area behind the third row seat, which is a little bit rare. Uh, And it's so quiet inside. So I'd certainly put that on the list. Um, the new Ford Explorer has been doing fantastic. People that I have helped get this new Ford Explorer just absolutely love it. I mean, they took it from a crossover car chassis SUV back to a rear-wheel drive truck chassis SUV. And and I just think those ride and drive so much better. The ride's not as soft, but at the same time, it just feels more substantial to me. So I'd put that on the list. If you want to go luxury, there is a Lincoln counterpart to that, which is called the Aviator. And I have reviewed the Aviator recently, and you can see that at the website at carprousa.com. Mercedes makes some nice entries there. They get a little bit pricey as you go along. The Toyota Highlander has always been a very, very good, solid SUV. But if you like the Acura I sure wouldn't talk you out of it because that's a vehicle I consider getting myself. Okay. Thank you very much. And I have dealers for all those. So use the buying power of the CarPro USA family 
when you go in there. It all starts at the website, carprousa.com, under Certified Dealers. And we'll stay in Houston and talk to Tony. Tony, welcome. Oh, hi. Um, I was I was calling because uh, me and my wife are in the market for a new vehicle, and we've been buying Toyota for the last 20 years. Right. And she... And she likes the um, the new Wrangler Jeep, the 2020. And I was wondering if you had any reviews on that. Any, any it's a good car. Or? Oh, absolutely. I I have not had the Wrangler. I had the Gladiator, which is the Wrangler pickup. Um, but they tell me that they drive similar. The cabs are the same. Uh, it's just the the Gladiator's longer. And it's got a pickup bed on the rear. Uh, but yeah, they're they're great. Um, what kind of Toyotas have you guys been driving? Well, we started with the Camry and then a Tundra, and then now with the the most recent is a Tacoma. Okay, and and does she like the Tacoma? Uh, she likes it, uh, but uh, she um, she just says it's um, it's a little bit uh, not as comfortable. It's a little 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 tight. Yeah, a little and, rough. Uh, but you want it. She wanted something a little bit more roomy, and the Wrangler looks a little bit more wide, a little bit more oh, comfortable. Yeah. I don't know. It is. It, and here's the thing about the Wrangler, and, and that's why I ask which Toyota's, because the ride of a Wrangler is a little bit rough. I mean, you feel more of the road. Uh, the The interior noise level, although better in 2020, at least with that Gladiator, uh, it's still there. And depending on the top configuration you get, if it were me getting a Wrangler, I would get a four door and I would get the hard top. And the reason for the hard top is it'll come off. It's a, it's a job. It's a chore. It'll take two people and it'll take you a half hour to do it, but you can pull that top off, but it tightens down real tight and that cuts down on the wind noise. Uh, you know, the, the rain from getting in Jeeps, you got to remember the purpose of a Jeep. And that was uh, back, way back in the 40s. They were built as military vehicles. And a, they've evolved a long way f- from from then. But there's still some characteristics of the, of the original Jeep that are there. I often tell people, if you're going to be a first-time Jeep Wrangler owner, then the right thing to do and the smart thing to do is to rent one for a weekend just to make sure. And I say that because... Years and years of listening to people who said, hey, I took a quick demonstration ride in the Wrangler. I love the way it looks. A week later, I was ready to get rid of it. They're not for everybody. This would not be a daily driver for me just because of the ride and drive and, and the noise issue. But the people who really love them, really love them. I just don't want to see you make a mistake if she's having some... She's having some second thoughts about the ride of the Tacoma. She may not want a Wrangler. If not, you know, look at look at some of their SUVs. I mean, they make some great SUVs. Uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee is one of the most enjoyable SUVs out there, bar none. I've got two great dealers for them down there. If you want to look them up at carprousa.com, Tony. The Michael Jordan of car advice is the CarPro, Jerry Reynolds. Call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777.
Carpro USA, Kevin McCarthy, Jerry Reynolds, riding along with you. Thanks for having us in your car. In the parking garage this morning. Yes. I'm walking out after parking, and I see a car from an angle that I don't recognize the car. Hmm. But it, but it's getting my attention. Yes. So I finally get up to where I can see what it is, and it was a new Hyundai Sonata. Oh, yeah. It's... Jerry, it's not your big brother's Sonata anymore. Oh, no. No, we reviewed it just recently. Uh, beautiful car. Lots of cool features. Got SmartPoc. Got what? SmartPoc. Oh, SmartPoc from yes. Boston. From Boston. Uh, the Super Bowl commercial where the car, oh, that's will, right. yes. the car will park itself uh, by remote control from the key fob outside your car. You can park it. Now, I don't know anybody that's going to sandwich their brand new car into a space that small that you can't get out right? because that's a good way to get it keyed or door dings or something, but it will do it. Now that's not new technology. I, I reviewed a BMW in 2015 that would do the same thing. You could pull it in. In fact, I shot video with it. It's on our website. I shot video with it. It, it. You could stand in front of the car and pull it into a garage without getting in the car. I remember the first time I saw you do a video where, you were on the right-hand side of the street. Cars were parked between you and the sidewalk. You parked or you stopped next to one on the right-hand side, and it parallel parked itself. Oh, that's common nowadays. That that's there's Park Assist is – I am I mean, you could get that on the Ford Escape five years ago. Really? Yeah. It's not, There's nothing. It's all done by radar. It, it measures the space, and, it's, and, you, and you hit the button to park itself – and let your hands off the steering wheel. It will direct you to take your foot off the brake. It'll perfectly parallel park. It'll direct you to pull forward slightly, tell you when to stop, when the car is exactly centered, and then turn it off and walk in. You go first. I've done it. I, it's it's fascinating. Let's go to uh, Andre in Houston. Andre, welcome. Here we go. Hey, buddy. How are you doing today? Uh, doing good, my friend. Hey, how are you doing today? Great. Okay. Hey, I, I I have a 2016 Nissan Rogue that I bought about 15 months ago. And since I bought it, I've heard you talking about the transmission on those type of cars. And I've been, my wife drives it, and I started driving it a little bit. I can kind of feel the transmission kind of hesitating a little bit, but it doesn't feel like nothing that's going to put me on the side of the road. And I just wanted your opinion if that's a recall item. No, you're, you're, talking, about, uh, you're talking about the CVT. And by 2016, Nissan had that issue uh, resolved. There was 2013, 14, 15. Each year got better, 2013 being the worst year. But by 2016, I hadn't heard a word from anybody. You just got to understand that a CVT CVT transmission feels different. It does not shift. Now, with that said, Nissan, because they had such a bad reputation for transmissions, and people really, by and large, didn't like the CVT. Nissan did something that was brilliant, which was they programmed in the sensation of shifting. It feels like it's shifting when in reality, all that's happening is it's the engine RPMs are cutting back just slightly, so it feels like it's shifting. Pretty fascinating stuff. Okay. Uh, but it's different. Yeah. It's different from a regular transmission. It doesn't sound like you've got anything wrong. 
it just sounds like you're not used to it yet. And maybe over time it, it'll get, you know, you will get used to it. But I, it, as far as I know, there's been no issues with those. How many miles you got on it? Uh, we bought it, it had 6,400 miles on it. And uh, it's got like 15, 9, 16,000 now. Well, I mean, you could get it looked at at a Nissan dealer, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm about 99% sure it's just that it's a CVT. They're different, and they do take some getting used to. I appreciate your phone call, my friend. Thanks for listening to the CarPro USA. CarPro USA is where you find out whether to keep your car or just give it a cigarette and a blindfold and be done with it. 1-800-926-7777. Daniel, Nashville, Tennessee, you're going to have the last word this hour. How can I help you? Oh, wow. Actually, uh, hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm actually driving through Tennessee. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I actually live in San Antonio. Oh, okay. So I'm out on the road. Well, good to have yes, you. Um, so, quick, quick question. Thank you. Um, so, I'm looking at a V8 option for my wife. I heard you talk about the Toyota Highlander with the V6, and you said road noise, and that doesn't sound too good. But uh, the, the three vehicles I was looking at is... Um, the Toyota Sequoia, I know that's a little big for her, but then mid- medium size would be the Toyota Land Cruiser, and then I don't know what the Lexus version is of the Land Cruiser, but I know those come in a V8. Yeah, and they do. I, we're looking at a small trailer um, after I retire here from doing this uh, trucking job. The, uh, the I had the I had the Land Cruiser. I had the Land Cruiser for review not long ago, um, and and it was great. I mean, it's a it's a real different kind of vehicle. Uh, really pricey. This one I had was $91,000. The, the Lexus equivalent is the LX 570, uh, which means it's got a 5.7 liter engine and it's got good towing power. Uh, but, but boy, I tell you what, that thing is pretty pricey too. Um, and I don't, uh, what are you, what are you telling me? Yeah, well, uh, it would be like a a bumper pull, a Lance uh, a trailer, probably no no bigger than probably about a twenty five, twenty seven footer. Okay, so probably six thousand pounds or so dry. Yeah, somewhere there, fifty yeah. five hundred. Yeah, 6, uh-huh. either one of those would do it. Uh, no problem there. I'd also consider the Chevy Tahoe or a GMC Yukon. They are towing machines, and man, are they nice these days. And since they're changing the body style, they are, uh, they've are they got some really big rebates for the first time ever. Any of those would do well. I'd look toward the GM equivalents if I were towing. Keep the, sunny sh- the shiny side up, my friend. It's not hard to get Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, to help you find your next vehicle. All you have to do is call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. Hey, it's Mark Goodman here. And I'm Alan Light. And on this episode of Sound Up, legendary Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell joins us to discuss Vagabonds, Virgins, and Misfits, the upcoming new album from his band, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Also joining us is Eels frontman Mark Oliver Everett. We'll be talking about their new album, Eels Time. Plus, we've got our new music picks of the week. Sound Up with Mark Goodman and Alan Light. Get it on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm your host and channeler, 
and Medium, bringing you over 30 years of experience to Portal Mystico podcast. I've dedicated my life to uncovering a treasure trove of tools and techniques, and I can't wait to share them with you. Join me on this incredible journey where we'll dive deep into spirituality, astrology, channeling, fitness, the divine feminine, numerology, and various spiritual modalities. And each week you'll receive invaluable insights and interviews that are going to bring you closer to that version of yourself that you want to achieve. Expect captivating interviews with experts, deep dives into metaphysical concepts and practical advice to ignite your creativity and boost your personal growth. I'm your host, Elena Maggio, and Portal Mystico Podcast. Listen to Portal Mystico on Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform.